Hello, and welcome to Becoming, hosted by Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. This podcast is focused on helping you become the best version of yourself. And no matter where you are on that journey, we hope to bring you one step closer with every episode. Now, please join me in welcoming your hosts, Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. Today, we have Michael Diamond, AKA Chef Dizzy, who is the co-founder of Junkyard Dogs NFT. Um, Chef, welcome to the show. Hey, Lisa, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) You got it. Um, So, you know, we just, reason we wanted to have you on was because we found what you're doing is so interesting. We're also in that space. We're getting ready to drop our our project in the first quarter of next year. And um, we wanted to have you on to talk about NFTs, to talk about how you got into it, what your project is, and uh, how you sold out so quickly. So to our viewers, the, the project is Junkyard Dogs. Um, and why don't you take us through how you came up with the idea and how you executed on that? Okay, so it's it's a pretty broad question, and honestly, it's it's a long story, and so I'm just going to have to like arbitrarily pick a point uh, to start from. But essentially, uh, I am one of several co-founders of Junkyard Dogs, and we are a group of NFT entrepreneurs and investors who all met uh, actually collecting on the VV app. Um, so we had all joined VV uh, in early February, uh, early March, and um, I created a Discord group, and we kind of all started meeting in there. And uh, yeah, it was just a group of people who were all NFT entrepreneurs, and then uh, we became really great friends. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. about you, um, but you know, when I when I first started getting into NFTs in February, you know, nobody I knew was talking about it. There was very little information online, um, some hyped news articles. But I, I don't know, it was enough to catch my interest and realize that, hey, this is going to be like ICOs, this is going to be like DeFi, like this is going to be the next wave of, you know, crypto tech that is really yeah. going to be explosive. And so that was when I <clears throat> kind of put my head to the ground and uh, started trying to find out as much as I could. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that even though I came to NFTs from purely from a financial point of view, um, what I found was... A group of friends that are like actually my friends that I actually have spent hundreds of hours talking to over the last, you know, nine, 10 months. Right. And, uh, you know, this is what formed the basis of Junkyard Dogs. It's important to understand that because, you know, when Bored Apes had launched, you know, some of us had bought, um, unfortunately, I turned my nose at it. I turned my nose to the whole concept of <laughs> animal avatar PFPs. I thought it was stupid. When the next project came out, I said, this is also stupid. This is a derivative. And now we have derivatives of derivatives. And wh- where is it going to end? I thought couldn't possibly get past 10 projects. But we saw we saw the formula um, kind of becoming the meta, right? And so, mm-hmm. of course, you know, we're all, we're all people very deeply invested in the space. And so we, you know, kind of started talking about what kind of NFT project could we make, you know, a couple of uh, ideas were put out there, but actually um, it's our, it's our, it's our main founder, uh, Junkyard Sloth or uh, Ecomi Collector uh, on Vivi. You know, he came up with the first draft idea of what would eventually become Junkyard Dogs. And it was actually, uh, I think it was goats. I think they were like ugly looking goats. He came to us with this drawing. He's like, Hey guys, what do you think? You know? And we're like, uh, How could you have an ugly goat? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you have it. I, you know, it wasn't awesome. it wasn't really <laughs> it didn't catch. It didn't catch. Uh, and so that kind of drifted a little bit. And, you know, actually Sloth had, had done most of the preliminary drafts of the idea of junkyard dogs, of the logo, of what the actual outline would be. And he and he came back maybe a week later and was like, All right, guys, I'm you know, done with goats. Like, what what about this? 
And it was this really, really ugly drawing of a Frenchie, but the outline, the silhouette was mm-hmm. there. And from there, um, we were like, okay, this is it. You know, I was like, all right, all right. You know, I, I had had my own NFT project ambitions, but it's it's hard. It's hard going it alone. And I was I was trying to think of some way to turn cooking. I, I'm a chef. I'm a real chef. I was trying to t- create food NFTs. I had a really interesting idea, but it would have cost a lot. And and I'm a, I'm a chef who's into NFTs, but I'm not like a like a programmer or a Solidity developer or graphic designer. And so I don't have a ton of the technical skills that we would need to really make it interesting innovative NFT project on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided to support my friend hundred percent, you know, uh, we, we, everybody else came on board and junkyard dogs began. Um, what can I say? You know, we, uh, we found an artist, we cherry picked an artist. Uh, he actually did not want to share his name, you know, so we contracted mm-hmm. him in, in his way. And, um, he, he created our collection. He's still been working with the team the entire time, by the way, you know, he's, he's still a member of the team and still working with us and creating art. And, uh, you know, he's actually working on a really amazing, um, it's kind of a secret project right now, but uh, we're really hoping to bring a really professional level uh, production from the Junkyard, Junkyard Dogs team uh, to the global stage. And, you know, it's really exciting. And, 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 our, uh, and our, our lead artist, he's, he's the one that's, uh, that's doing it. So, um, yeah, so that's how Junkyard Dogs started. We yeah. were a group of friends, uh, right time, right place. Uh, we saw, you know, the patterns and, and this is essentially, you know, my revelation about what this was, what changed my mind. Maybe I should talk about that. Right. Cause it sounds mm-hmm. right now that I'm just like an opportunist and I just, you know what I no, mean? No, no, actually it doesn't <laughs> at all. And one thing I wanted to say in Casa and I have both found this in this space is just how open and collaborative everybody is. It's incredibly yeah. refreshing. Yeah. yeah. So no, you don't sound like that at all, but yeah, yeah. So, continue. So, so anyway, so, so anyway, my, my initial enlightenment about what board Ape yacht club was and what, you know, cool cats and gutter cats and all these um, kind of successful precursors to, to the, the PFP project, the ones who set the, the, the trend is that these are, these are modern day social clubs. You know, people have been talking about community for a long time. It's all, it's a buzzword. It's almost overused, you know, honestly, yeah. in the NFT space, uh, but it's it's tapping into something actually vitally important, and that is the element of human connection that's happening on the internet right now cannot be undervalued. You know, I think the the pandemic has perfectly set the the global stage. People have been isolated; they're cut off cut off from their normal physical social institutions. They're they're cut off from their normal friend groups, or you know, everybody's been quarantining differently, and we've all been trying to do it, you know, in a responsible way, hopefully, right? But mm-hmm. needless to say, your life and your social life has probably changed. And so, Absolutely. what I realized is, Board Ape Yacht Club and these animal profile picture projects are actually, you know, the the new era of social clubs. They're, they're going to replace the, the Freemasons, Rotary International, you know, all of the um, physical, you know, social clubs that people have been using for years to spread influence and affluence. And, you know what I mean? Uh, kind mm-hmm. of bring people into their network and circle. And this is what's happening on Web 3.0. But the entire structure has been changed. Now, um, people aren't being gatekept by, you know, class, job, uh, who you who you knew before. Right. right. These are brand new organic structures that are just coming up naturally. And for me, it's really inspiring. And so that I just wanted to make that clear that, you know, I I had a I had a, you know, a see the light moment where I really realized that this was just this was way beyond um, stupid cartoon animals. You know what I mean? And really what these PFPs represent is is your face in the digital sphere. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like people are very. we like to be deep, but we can also be really shallow. And, 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 and at the same time, a, 
what, what we wear, how we present ourselves says a lot. So how do you do that in the digital space? Okay. It's much mm -hmm. more difficult when you're just a screen name, you know, uh, maybe hid behind some numbers like follower counts and friend lists and stuff like that. Right. So how do you show people who you are? Well, a profile picture says a lot. First of all, you identify your tribe. You can identify your, 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 your level of affluence. You know, if you have a board aid, well, I assume you have pretty decent bags. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a really expensive, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a, that's a big time, that's a big time. That's right. So, yeah. um, it, 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 it says a lot. It says a lot. And, and when you buy a PFP and you join a community instantly, it's like almost like joining a gang or a church. You know what I mean? The people automatically accept you. Okay. You're automatically in, you're one of the group. And I think this is important specifically with NFTs, you know, let alone from the entire world, because, uh, we're operating in a space that not a lot of people in our in our regular lives maybe understand. You know, they're concepts yeah. that are really heady. And there's also a lot of danger. You know, we can talk about how much money you can make with NFTs, but there are a lot of opportunists. There are a lot of cash grabs, you know what I mean? Yep. And I'm saying, you know, junkyard dogs is definitely not one of them. However, there are at this point thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of projects who have copied the formula. They know mm -hmm. the buzzwords. They generally understand the principles for a sellout, right? And they're just trying to make as much money as possible uh, while not having a lot of bones underneath the hood. And, you know, uh, I actually, Costa, you contacted me on LinkedIn and this is this is what I do. You know, most of the time uh, projects contact me, you know, I, I tell them to consult with me and then I give them the hard truth. I say, look, yeah. The project is a bunch of buzzwords. There's no bones here. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can continue to try down this path or you need to really reassess like what you're trying to do and, and push innovation. Because in, in my opinion, you know, you asked me early on, how do we sell out junkyard dogs? A lot of it was the right place at the right time. Okay. If junkyard with dogs the right, were, with the right intention too. Yeah. With the right intention. Sure. But if junkyard dogs were to launch right now, I don't know that it would sell out in eight minutes, which, which by the way, uh, yeah, we had some delays in our production. Uh, we were the first animated avatar profile picture project, or we, we strove to be. By the time we mm -hmm. actually had our full launch, I think um, I think Fluff World had some 3D animations uh, that were kind of minor, and you know, but we but we had fully animated animal avatars, and we we'd sneak peek peeked them, you know, way before anybody else had done that. Uh, and and we sold out in eight minutes, and it was a massive success, you know, overnight. Yeah, we, all, we we couldn't believe it, and. Uh, my friends, you know, the people we launched the project with, we were all, we were all, we were all anons practically to each other. You know, it was, yep. even though we're friends, we didn't share our faces or our actual identities with each other until, until launch day, when, when yeah. all of a sudden, you know, it was flying off the shelves and we're all celebrating on, on, on voice, uh, face chat, just like this, you know, and that was kind of the first time I really saw, um, you know, all the, all the junkyard dogs, co-founders, you know, in person, my friends, the guys I've been talking to for six months, it was, it was really cool. But if it were to launch again today with the same premise and principles, with all the competition that there is, I don't mm -hmm. think that it would sell out. I think it would have a really hard time gaining traction and really hard time gaining attention. And that's, that's what I mean is that, you know, um, at this stage in the game, uh, we're not as early as people would like to believe that we are still, you know, and we, and we are, but let's be clear. I, I still think, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. I love it. I, no. And I, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to, because I will forget um, two things. Uh, one, why don't you think it would, it would sell out as quickly as it did. And two, based on that, how are you adding value to your community? That's a great, that's a great. And, and moving forward. It's a, it's a fantastic two questions. Okay. First of all, I think we would have a hard time selling out today just because the competition has increased exponentially. Okay. So if they're, 
I think on launch day, we, we may have even delayed our launch day once uh, because uh, there was a bunch of other projects launching at the same time and we didn't want gas fees, gas wars to be, to be an issue, right? Yeah. Well, forget about that. There's a hundred projects launching every day. Okay. Even uh, traditional marketing, well, traditional marketing methods, like it, like an invite contest and trying to get people to join your discord, you know, something that was really effective, you know, in February, March, April. Now mm -hmm. uh, the community is so fatigued with this kind of stuff. If you, if you hit me with the copy and paste discord invite message, I'm just blocking you. There's no even possible conversation here to be had. I'm not mm -hmm. interested. You know, I've actually turned my DMS off. I think most people who, uh, are in Discord for long enough and are in enough servers, they end up turning their their open DMs off to people. And it's a shame because I actually really enjoyed uh, connecting with people in the back channels. But now it's just kind of a, it's a spam risk. And also it's a, it's a you know, people are always trying to fish, you know, uh, yeah. so, so it's dangerous too. Um, okay. The question about how we're trying to return value to the holders uh, is a really good one. So Junkyard Dogs, first and foremost, is an NFT entrepreneurs club. Uh, kind of similar to to the Billionaire Links Club and what you guys are trying to do. You know, yeah. we are trying to create a place where NFT entrepreneurs can connect on a social level. Um, and we have our, our Discord and our chats and we have our locked areas where people can do that. And um, you, one of our founders, Dean, he was he was getting all the all the junkyard dogs to buy into the pox, pox last drop. Um, because we're actually all really big Pac fans. Uh, it, maybe if you're not a fan of Pac's art, you can be a fan of the way his, his art appreciates over time. Okay. And so mm -hmm. it's, it was one of the surest bets and it was great to bring all the JYDs along for that. Um, so that's one way, uh, an intangible way, I would say, is the community, the connection. This is the hardest one to quantify, right? The tangible. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. The, the, the tangible way is, well, um, the very first thing we did is we, we released a banner. We dropped, airdropped a banner. People have said on Twitter, uh, how come nobody does banners? Well, actually, Junkyard Dogs has released. Uh, we spent, I think, we spent like six, seven thousand dollars paying a professional concept artist to create an amazing uh, concept art of the junkyard. Okay, mm -hmm. um, that's that's one thing. Uh, we have this system called Scrap, um, and this is the this is actually the biggest component. Uh, I'm kind of the director. Of, I'm the Scrap director. Uh, you could say these days, <laughs> and so. Uh, Scrap is a, it's a loyalty NFT that gets dropped to all junkyard dog holders with an unlisted dog. Okay. So once a week on, on Saturdays or scrapper day, uh, we airdrop a scrap NFT to the junkyard dogs. Um, this can be used. It's essentially an NFT crafting system. You know, I kind of was, we were inspired by uh, Diablo two's crafting system and some crafting systems in other games. And so essentially you can combine the scraps together to refine them to a greater level. Uh, we have this piece de resistance, I guess you could say, uh, called the K9000. And it mm -hmm. is a Terminator-esque uh, robot mechano dog that uh, fits deeply into the pardon me, uh, the junkyard dogs lore. And um, so what you do is you, you build the, you take the scrap and you build body parts, you build blueprints. You have to buy the spray cans and put this, put the the skins on the parts you want, and then you fuse them all together. And it's actually a really innovative system that our dev, hmm. he's a, he's a genius. So um, yeah. we do the scrap airdrops on Matic. Okay. So all the little bits and pieces, they're all airdropped on Matic. So it's not costly. And then mm -hmm. the final product is completed on Ethereum. So the K9000 was kind of like the end goal. You'd need, if you only had one dog, it would take you several years to make a K9000. Only 88 of them exist. But there are lots of uh, smaller intermediary um, redeemables along the way. Okay, so on Halloween, we had the uh, Junkyard Pups. The Junkyard Pups was an entirely um, 
in-house production. It was a mini, and it was another mini collection. You can see our, our artist, uh, his, his hand there is exactly the same style. Um, these junkyard pups are a little animated. And I think, I think we, we set out to drop 3000 of them. I think a thousand of them got redeemed, you know, uh, and it was cool. It's a mini collection. Um, we're also working on some really exciting artist collaborations. This is something I'm really passionate about. So mm. I'm, I'm really into PFP or I'm really into NFTs, but I'm not super bullish on all PFPs. Okay. Personally, my taste and my, my value interests are more on um, things that are pushing the envelope, you know, be it with games or PDE uh, or metaverse, but also fine art. I, I love fine art. Yeah. And so um, I have I have a, a decent collection and I have made some relationships with some artists and uh, essentially Junkyard Dogs is partnering with uh, several artists to create a scrap exclusive drop uh, where the artist will be um you know, basically we're commissioning them to do a work for us that will awesome. only be available to scrap holders. Right. Yeah. And so our, our very first one uh, that's coming out for that is by an amazing artist, digital sculptor. His name's Jawdane 3D. You can find him on Instagram. He did a collaboration with Primal Cypher uh, with NFT Artcom on Nifty Gateway. And I, that was the first time I met Jawdane and I was a big Primal Cypher fan. And so uh, I picked up his piece and I've known Jodane for a long time. And so he was actually the first artist I approached to do a, uh, a, a JYD derivative. And it's amazing. I mean, Hey everybody, we hope you're enjoying this episode of becoming today's episode is brought to you by Fiverr. Fiverr has literally saved our lives so many times. Fun fact, the intro to our podcast was actually done by someone on Fiverr. Fiverr is a great place, whether you need a logo for your business, a video edited or anything for social media, that is the place to go. It's an online marketplace that literally has everything you could ever dream of. If you want to check it out, click the link in the description and get started yeah anyway i can't i can't wait to reveal it um we also yeah, have uh, chemical, messiah, uh, chemical messiahs lined up um tina eisen and i'm going to give you guys an exclusive although it might not be an exclusive by the time the video drops <laughs> we actually we actually just secured a, a collaboration with one of my favorite artists of all time kidmograph okay kidmograph is is big time in the animation motion graphics uh, I've been collecting him for a long time. He recently had a big boost of uh, popularity when X copy uh, of, of renown. Uh, he, he bought up a bunch of things off of his floor, uh, but I was a big fan both before that. And I'm like, so excited that kid McGrath is going to do a scrap exclusive for us, you know, because for me, this is how I, we can bring value back to the holders. You know what I mean? By, oh, by bringing them something that, that they can only get by being junkyard dog holders. It also has inherent value, you know, uh, uh, across the board too. And, you know, anyway, so, so I'm excited about that beyond that. We're also working on a comic. Um, I have a really great friend, Mark Robinson. He, uh, he used to draw comics for Marvel. Uh, you can look him up. He also goes by Mars Presente and uh, he's doing a junkyard dogs comic series for us. And um, right now we just have a three pager. Uh, it's our junkyard history. Okay. Uh, the black and whites have been done. I've leaked, a, we've leaked a little bit of that on Twitter. Um, it's in the process of getting full colored. Uh, we actually also have a, another uh, amazing potential collab that's going to come up with another uh, comic artist in the NFT space who, who may do a collaboration with us on that. And so uh, essentially to answer your question concisely, because I, I, again, I can run on and I'm sorry. No, um, I love trying to, Yeah. By trying to engage in uh, professional level um, IP development, be it through animation, uh, graphics, um, art, uh, metaverse development, you know, um, we have been trying to give value to our holders in that way. Uh, I will uh, go ahead. Yeah. And you're giving value to your holders, but look at what you're doing for these, these creators. 
yeah. totally. giving them access to this audience to to you know so well but, i mean okay so it, it is it, no more starving artists there, I mean, you, you, there is some truth to what you're saying, okay? But to me, I feel like the little guy in the relationship with the artist because I'm a big fan of theirs, and so I'm like, I'm like lucky that they saw me worthy to collaborate with, you know. So I yeah, feel like yeah, a little yeah. man. But but you are right because uh, that is one of the things that I want to do uh, for. I mean, it's an NFT club, and obviously, I have a lot of experience, and so the you know, I try not to make we try not to make it about ourselves if that makes sense, which is kind of complicated, right? Because I am I'm the spokesperson, and I clearly have a lot of knowledge. But it's not also, um, I don't know. It's complicated. Also, with giving it's financial not, advice, it, and, you know, it's just you. You come across very authentic. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I appreciate everyone. That. So many of the people that we've talked to in this space are and have, and it's I can't say it enough how refreshing it is. Oh well, thank really thank cool. you so yeah. much. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I feel like the little person in the relationship with the artist, but but it is true that we will be exposing them to our you know, our holders and, and it will expose them to new audiences. And these guys are also like, you know, a lot of people entering NFTs, all they see is PFPs, 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 but they don't understand that there are so many other opportunities out there, especially in the fine art artists who get it, you know, who are making yeah. a, a career for themselves in web three, you know, this is just the infancy of their careers, you know, art traditionally outperforms the stock market. Right. And so I think the the possibilities for the right artists in this environment you know it, i feel like a lot of times i'm buying like picasso or or, or da vinci yeah. while they're still alive and i know it and it's just like the best secret ever that <laughs> in 10 years i just know it's going to be so massive you know we've already seen it but uh yeah anyway who do you think the right artists are categorically okay. oh categorically um the right artists are the ones that you really really like okay <laughs> <laughs> However, That's a great answer. yeah, well, this is the thing. If you're going to spend a lot of money on something, I swear you really need to like it. Okay. Because there is no guarantees. Sometimes you buy something and it does go half, half. And all of a sudden you're gutted, right? You're like, oh my yeah. God, I spent $5,000 on this and now it's only worth 2,500. You want to really make sure you like what you're buying uh, in that circumstance. But I do, I do have a list of artists. I'll shout them out because I, I like to say them all the time. Okay. There's artists that I don't own. And there's artists that I do own. Okay. And there's like kind of two tiers, right? Some, some of them, I don't, I don't own them because I just can't afford it. So I would say, uh, you know, at the top of the list, you have, you have X copy, you have uh, Nest graphics, you have Pac, who I do own a little bit. I do own some Pac. Um, you have Fuocious. Uh, there's also um, Hackatow. Uh, I, I don't have a, a, any, I mean, I just have some Pac. I mean, these guys have already, exploded they've already hit the major auction houses their their pieces are already fetching for tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars you know mm -hmm. uh when you see that this has already happened for a certain cadre of artists you can only anticipate what will happen to those careers in 10 years so if i had a million dollars that's who that's who i would be buying right now yeah. i i would be i would be buying at least some of those and people as well but people it's hard for me to really advocate for people because his work is already so, so expensive. Right. And it, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. So then after those artists, uh, there's artists who I've, some of them I've become really great friends with, uh, who I, who I collect heavily. Um, and that would be like, uh, dot pigeon, Annabelle Sikinolfi, um, kid McGrath, who I just mentioned primal cipher, uh, and also his encode graphics. Um, there's, uh, some really great burgeoning artists, uh, Ted's little dream, you know, his brother, Kev, the painter, Swolf Chan, um, 
you know, Daniel Arsham, also amazing guy. He's also mm. really expensive, though, so it's hard. You know, he's in the 5,000-plus category, but he has these amazing um, art pieces that change over time. You know what I mean? And so it's That's different cool. every day of the year. Yeah, it's very interesting, that, you know, uh, what you can do with, with digital art. And this is what I'm saying is that um, PFP projects, just like art, I think, or, or NFT projects, rather, I should say, uh, should strive to push the boundaries of what's possible in the digital mm. medium. Love Web 3.0 allows us to reimagine the way our relationships give value to each other, the way creator and, uh, and, and consumer are, are able to interact and, and give value to each other. It's not just a, a one-way model anymore, you know, yeah. producer-consumer, producer-consumer, you know, uh, it's 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 more circular than that, and and by being a consumer, I'm also contributing to the creator. It's very it's a very interesting model, and and so yeah, you know, I just I uh, when it, when in, in the case of art, you know, art that has been s- stuck on a 2D flat static surface for thousands of years now has the ability to be animated, has the ability to change uh, variable inputs. People are adding sound, you know, infinity loop is loops. I, I love Kid McGrath because. Uh, first of all, his, his art hits a special nostalgic place in my heart. It reminds hmm. me of something that I can't quite remember. You know what I mean? It's got that, it's got that feeling, but also, um, they're all animation loops that, that just continue seamlessly, you know what I mean? And so you can kind of just get lost in it forever, but that's, that's part of the possibilities of the digital medium, you know? And yeah. so, yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead. What's your- <laughs> Wow. I love it. I'm sorry, Lisa. Or, I'm, no. I'm not sorry, but you know, no, you're not sorry. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What would yeah. you, uh, based on what you're saying there with the art too, I know you said stuff about PFP projects and more and more, there's just oversaturation. Where do you see the NFT world going in 2022? What trends do you think will come about? DAOs, um, different stuff with communities. Where do you think things are going? Utility? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, first of all, I, I love DAOs. Uh, they scare me a little bit because I don't know how they're going to be regulated in the future. And so I'm, uh, junkyard dogs is not a DAO. We've talked about it. I've been again, internally, I've been against it every time because the last thing I'd want is to put years and years of my life into an organization that ends up being ruled illegally in the, in the country that I live in. You know what I mean? USA, uh, is probably more stringent than most places, but you know, I, I would just hate for that to happen. Right. Um, however, the opportunities that fractionalized ownership or, or group governance provide are, are really amazing. You know, I think uh, while we're talking about buzzwords, you have to be careful going into 2022 because uh, there have been some legal DAOs that have come about, uh, even incorporated in the United States, for example, uh, when they were trying to purchase the Constitution. Yep. However, if you look closely, none of the people who were uh, participating in that DAO actually shared any fractionalized ownership of the Constitution. They were purchasing voting rights as to what to do with that after it was being purchased. And so what you're going to find people, the, the savvy investor or unawares investor needs to be very careful and read like, what is the DAO? What exactly am I buying here? Because right. you, you think fractionalized ownership, but really it could be arbitrary choices that are put in front of you. You know, what the, what the DAO means is really um, up to the creators and what that structure is and what it gives you. So just be, I would just caution, uh, caution care uh, over Dallas, even though I am a big fan of the idea conceptually, I think it's going to be really revolutionary. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot about that, but as for, uh, as for other trends going into 2022, 
I see, I see what's going on, Web 3.0 and the metaverse, almost as if civilization is being recreated uh, in the digital landscape, okay? Yeah. So first, so first you have the people. Okay. And that is these hundreds of thousands of PFP projects. And that, and that's why I still think there might be room for all of them. You know, they're not mm-hmm. all going to be Ferrari, Louis Vuitton. They're not all going to be bored apes. There's only going to be one bored apes. Okay. And uh, I don't think that there needs to be 10 projects that all have a 60th floor. That doesn't even make sense to me the way, you know, goods are stratified, right? You, you have luxury goods that are at the top and they're at the top because it's lonely at the top. You know, you can't, there's not room for uh, dozens and dozens of luxury brands. And so I don't know if chasing that is the right, uh, is the right models, but anyway, sorry, I digress. So you have the, but you that, have the that's citizens. also the way that our, I'm calling it our old economy and our old society, always chasing after that one position at the top. I, what I right. love about this new environment is that there's room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fresh ideas and yes. fresh ideas. You, you uh, before web 3.0, you know, I'm a, I'm a excitable guy. I have ADD, you know what I mean? This is, I'm kind of really, I'm almost adapted for this imaginative space. If you knew me in real life, I'm, I have lots of ideas. I'm an, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. That shocker, really? Dreamer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I never right. would have um, gotten that shot. Never. <laughs> sure. Sure. But, but there's, there's, a, there's kind of the sinking realization that any idea you've ever had has already been thought of and it's already been done by somebody else. Okay. Um, it's the sad truth. There's a lot of people on this planet and, and we, it's been around for a long time. Uh, but web 3.0 and cryptocurrency completely takes that out of the narrative. Now, all of a sudden there's almost infinite possibilities. There's tons and tons of things right. that haven't been done. Um, so, and, it, and it's um, not about who, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it, it's an even playing field. If you're it, willing it can, to do that. It can, the, it can the be. Uh, it, it, it can be all what I'd like to say about on that note, though, is that network and connection is important. And while many people um, might have looked at the early time I spent in the VV discord, for example, dozens and dozens, hundreds of hours over the course of months, right in February, and they would have said, Mike, you're wasting your time. What the hell are you doing with your life? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was those it was those connections and relationships that I made that set the foundation for everything else that I did. And as a matter of fact, my, my biggest advice to people who are entering this space is that you need to be an active participant in discords on Twitter. You can't just be a bystander and expect the networks to open up to you. You have mm-hmm. to put yourself out there and yep. you're not going to meet the same people that I met, but you're going to meet your people. You know that's what I right. mean? You're going to meet your people. And that's what community is about and making friends is about, you know? And so I think that part cannot be understated enough. You know, if you have serious aspirations for the NFT space and, and metaverse. This is what you, where you want to be. You need to be putting an hour a day into discord or, or if you can't do that 30 minutes, but it has to be conscious. You know, there was many times where I sat, I came downstairs, I had my cup of coffee and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to try this out. I'm just going to be in discord today for a couple hours. This is where I'm going to hang out. And there was never one time where I regretted that, you know? Uh, so it always turned into another connection, another exciting possibility here or there. Um, but I want to go back. I want to go back real quick because I, because I, I just I do have some thoughts on the trends for twenty twenty two. Sorry, I have metaphors no. upon metaphors. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> essentially, uh, we have the people. We have the people, um, and now we're creating the worlds for them to inhabit. I think that uh, that NFT projects that try to import people, in, import the avatars that be into their project 
will be the successors, like, like a passport, you know? So instead of giving people more avatars to choose from, projects that have the idea, okay, we're going to bring your board ape into the game. We're going to bring your links into the game. We have a, we have a junkyard dog avatar. Dude, that's, yeah, you know that's, I mean? that's pretty, yeah, it, I get it. You know, uh, it, so going that way, how can we incorporate now also complementing the PFPs, accessories? Um, I'm a big fan of the Metaboom project. It didn't sell out. It's hard. Listen, I want to say uh, again, it's hard. I think if, if Metaboom had launched four or five months ago, it would be a different story. I met I met Metaboom's a, a great project. They are a music NFT gallery player, and they have an innovative mechanic where you can load your music NFTs up in a in a player, and when people listen to them, you earn their native currency. You know, and so it's 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 a play on play to earn, right? It's DJ mm-hmm. to earn, and right, and and so it's really cool. I love this concept and. My, my mutant ape has like a meta boom. He's like holding it on his, on his shoulder. It, it's behind, it's behind the PFP. Right. So yeah. it doesn't like pick up it's, it, it, it complements. And, and they also style it, styled it after the mutant apes. And they want to do future generations styled after different, uh, different PFP projects. So, so that their accessory naturally uh, blends well with the user. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think it's a great project. I don't know why they didn't sell out. I, I can't. I can't say. And they're and they're still working on it. They're still working mm-hmm. on it. They, I think they sold about a thousand booms. But for me, I think they were doing all the right things uh, to 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 some degree, you know. Or to I, I wasn't on their team, right? So I can't speak for what what happened behind the scenes right. or, or what or that. But you know, adding complementing PFPs, I think, is going to be. Um, a major major area for growth uh, in 2022. And so we're talking about PDE gaming. You know, I'm looking for the PDE games that allow you to bring your avatar, your PFP into the game. And Junkyard Dogs did something like that actually on our website. Uh, not not so much PDE is very simple, but we have like a, a cat invaders game and mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a pretty interesting mechanic. I haven't seen it anywhere else. It's very simple, but it connects to your wallet. You choose which dog you want to be, and it puts that dog right in the pilot seat of the spaceship. And so that's your dog. And when you when you get your high score, your dog is there, and you type in your you type in your name, and you know what I mean. It's and it's pretty yeah. cool. It's on it's on the blockchain, you know. Um, yeah, I wanted to anyway. It's it's what what you may find if you do sell out your PFP project is that there is a million avenues to go down. You're going to have more ideas than you're going to have the ability to execute on, and figuring out which directions to chase and, and focus on is going mm-hmm. to be difficult because there's always going to be the other avenues and, you know, other grass is greener. And even if you're working on a group project, maybe differing opinions, right. About, about yeah. what needs to be done. So um, yeah, uh, we've, we've developed a lot of things um, and going into the gaming route, uh, I guess this is why I side, right. Is because, you know, I think we had wanted to make a larger suite of games, arcade games, different kind of games, but Game development is expensive, you know, um, hiring a developer, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And meanwhile, we, we purchased a, a massive plot in, in sandbox, you know, we're, we're premium sandbox wow. partners. Okay. Uh, we're built, we're having our sandbox being built by, by land vault where we're live streaming it. Uh, the, one of the builders in tag, he, he streams it on Twitch. It's really cool to watch. Uh, if you haven't seen the process, you know, but that's really expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. I, honestly, <laughs> what's funny is, um, the, the 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 premium land purchase in the sand vault sandbox was one of the best you know investments I guess junkyard dogs made just because at the time sand was rather rather inexpensive you know uh, mm-hmm. even though the land itself was still I think like 
eighty or ninety hundred thousand dollars, something like that total, you know, in USD. But I think it's worth, you know, five times that now, you know what I mean? Based off of the way Sandball's blown up. And so, and so that's really exciting. You know what I mean? That feels, that feels good. But um, yeah. So uh, I hope that answers your question about uh, where I see things going. I think building out the digital landscape, you know, making that real where people can um, bring themselves, you know, because essentially that's what our PFPs are. They're, they're ourselves, you know, what would you, this is a kind of a grotesque question, right? But what would you sell your face for? Right. If somebody wanted it, so if somebody wanted to buy your face, how a million dollars, but you'll never be you again. Right. right. You could maybe buy another face. Maybe it depends on how much you like your face. But <laughs> when I really ask myself the question, I don't know if I would sell my face for any amount of money. Then I would never be me again. Yeah, right? no, I would. Yeah. Yeah. It would be yeah, somebody yeah. else. So maybe it's not a completely logical leap of reasoning, right? But I think about PFPs and I think about that one PFP that becomes your digital identity, right? Mm -hmm. In my case, I have a mutant ape and it's, it's doubled. It's doubled in value in like the last week or so. It's been insane. They went for, I bought mine for 4.5. It's, it's like 10.5 now. And it's not a floor ape either. I bet you I could get 12 for it. Right. And my wife's like, well, maybe you should sell it. You know, I'm like, (laughs) I don't know that I would never have, and that's me. I've, I've put time into that representing myself and, you know, and yeah. so um, I, now certainly, certainly there is a price on my ape. And if somebody offered me, you know, the right amount of money, I'd definitely sell it. Right. I, I wouldn't be able to, I'm not in a position to say no, but when you're trying to understand why people might refuse an offer or why certain PFPs become so valuable or even useful in the sense of brand identity, you know, this mm-hmm. is, this is why I think this is a major component to me. So, yeah. All right. Next question. <laughs> You've answered a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. This is great. I love this. I, I sat down at my, uh, my kid, my kids got invited to a birthday party and I went down and those poor parents, they didn't know what was coming for them. You know, they asked me what I did and, <laughs> you know, I started talking about NFTs and they asked a couple questions and I just, I kept apologizing just kind of like I am. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to dominate the conversation. They're like, no, no, go ahead. They're very, they were hungry for it. Right. Absolutely. For it. But yeah, it kind of, it's kind of like a faucet, you know, it turns off and has a hard time turning, uh, turns on and has a hard time being turned off. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. I think a, a big thing too, funny. You said that about just like going to your kid's birthday party, the, the house there. It's like, I assume because we're just so like in the realm of talking to people every day that are in the NFT space. But when I step out of that and I go to like the gym or talk to people in general and I mention or Christmas, say, oh, I'm into NFTs. Most people have no idea what I'm talking about. And then they yeah. then they want to know some more about it too. So I think especially with, we think the industries and it is, it's very saturated and there's a lot of things going on, tons of projects coming out. But I don't, th- I don't think the main society really is into NFTs yet or even knows, scratch mm-hmm. the surface in terms of, PFPs are one thing, but the utility of just having your your house, your deed on that, cars on there and different things like that. I don't think we're even close to that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, and that's why I say it's, it's kind of a weird place where we're in right now um, because we're both early and not so early anymore. I think there's a couple things happening here and I want to try to break it down um, as concisely as possible. <laughs> uh, but one thing that happened to me today, even I saw, I, I, so I've been a moderator in the largest cryptocurrency group on Facebook uh, since early 2017. All right. It's, it's great. It's just called cryptocurrency investing. 
Uh, it was a huge source of knowledge and, and information for me. And I ended up becoming a mod because I was, I was active in the community. Just this morning, I saw a post where somebody was trying to explain NFTs to the people in the cryptocurrency, in the cryptocurrency group. Wow. And 90% of the comments were fraud, money laundering, environmental scam, you know, money laundering, uh, tax evasion, you know, and I just like, I was, I was honestly shocked and like kind of hurt, you know, like I was like, I thought this, these were supposed to be like the people, you know, the people with the open minds, you know, but perfect time, right in the nick of time, honestly, to have an, to have an overnight sellout the way we did, you know, um, if you launch now, it, it, it would be more difficult, but that's because there are so many copycats. That's because there are so many fake, shallow, hollow projects that are just, it's a scam. It's a rug pull, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. they don't, they don't intend for it to be that way. But a lot of times, look, what happened with junkyard dogs was in a lot of ways, lucky. I mean, look, you're, we're creating a business. We're creating mm-hmm. a business here. Okay. And what happens to 90% of businesses in the first two years? Fail. They, they fail. They fail. Yeah. So Beanie, look, Beanie Maxi pointed this out to me. It was, again, it was a huge light bulb moment. Okay. And again, if you're not, you need to follow uh, Beanie Maxi, uh, Punk6529, DC Investor. You know, these are my, these are my favorite guys. Beanie, you know, he's, he gets kind of a, a bad rap. I, I don't listen to all he says, but he says he, he makes really poignant remarks many times. And it's important to try to take that in if you want to have a well-rounded education. But, you know, he pointed that out and it really turned on a lot of light bulbs for me that, even a good concept with good art, you know, and a, and a decent team has a more than likely uh, failure rate, you know, just, just given the way that, that these things play out, you know, there's not mm-hmm. an infinite runway and, and you see how fickle public attention can be, you know what I mean? Even yeah. some great projects have really low floors right now. And people are wondering why, what happened to our floor? Well, the, the truth is they can't all have super high floors. And even the floor just represents you know, um, floors are an illusion. Floors mm-hmm. represent a level of confidence where the confidence is at the project. You know, the, uh, the, the way NFTs are being evaluated right now are so far detached from any type of reasonable uh, uh, criteria. It's, it's, it's kind of scary, but that's also how we can make the money, you know, uh, but people are speculating. And so you see the projects that, uh, that, that do the best have the most hype around them. Let's look at Mechaverse, for example. You know, Mechaverse had insane hype, insane hype. You know, it was almost like re- <laughs> religious-like fervor, right? You know, mm-hmm. and then and then pre-reveal, the floor was eight ETH and people were buying and they were regularly trading hands even above that. And then after the reveal, it plummeted. Now Mechaverse is under one ETH. Now there's a lot of uh, people could break down why did that happen? But at the end of the day, there's almost nothing Mechaverse could have done, in my opinion, post-reveal to maintain that valuation and deliver on a thirty, forty thousand. Sorry, wait. Yeah, yeah, thirty, forty thousand dollar investment. You know what I mean? Like, what could they have possibly done to make that seem reasonable or worth it? You know, uh, yeah. to, to me, look, I'm in NFTs and I just have to say, I, I just want to be be honest here that a, a lot of these valuations don't make sense to me. Sometimes I'm looking at a project and I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm like, okay, so everybody's screaming the floor is two ETH, but it should totally be five ETH. And I'm looking at it, but I'm like, but why? But like, why, yeah. why is $8,000 not like reasonable, accurate and good enough? Like not everything has an infinite horizon for growth. 
Um, junkyard That's dogs. True. Look, I, I can't say that I can't say I'm speaking from a position of power here. Our, our floor is like 0. 0.05. It's maintained steadily though. Uh, actually in us dollars our our price has been the same since mint okay so that's one thing i guess it's a minor a minor you know tissue accolade but we have a really active community we have a really active community okay our discord is popping our floor is not zero okay our unique wallet holders while it was declining for a little while is on the rise we're almost back to uh, an all-time high of unique wallet holders we have been building about how many do you have in discord uh three uh, in discord we have over 10,000 yeah, I think we have uh, 11, 12,000, which mm -hmm. back in the day was really impressive. Nowadays, you know, uh, I don't even know where all these people are coming from, to be honest, or even if they're real. But I've seen some yeah. discords, you know, in the tens of thousands. I think even Mechaverse had 100,000 people in it. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I can't really put my finger on what's going on there. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, we have a really active discord, 12,000 people. Um, it's it's cool. We have a private section. We have a public session. Oh, oh also something else you should know about Junkyard Dogs is uh, we love dogs, right? And so we have partnered with Big Little Life, which is a Russian uh, animal yeah. adoption um, service or how do I call it a organization, right? And they're the people who I got my dog from. My, uh, you know, they're so essentially uh, in Russia and and different parts of Eastern and Western Europe. You know, uh, dogs just aren't treated really well as far as animal control. It's not, it's not super sophisticated, especially in Russia. Um, and you know, it's just, it's usually just a bullet to the head. You know, somebody calls, complains about a dog, the police get dispatched and they just, they just put them down. Uh, and so big little life is this just organization of Russian old Russian ladies who are just absolutely insane for dogs. You know, um, there, we have a YouTube video, uh, on, on our YouTube. If you, if you want to see, I, I spoke with Yulina from big little life and, you know, uh, anyway, long story short, uh, I was really happy to be able to forge a partnership between us where we uh, have made at this point $30,000 in donations to them uh, for the direct rescuing of dogs and also for the uh, construction and completion of an animal sanctuary. They had bought, bought some land and uh, begun a an animal sanctuary, um, but they had run out of money and, and they, they weren't able to complete it. And so actually with our donation, they'll be able to make a really a really amazing uh, facility that'll be able to hold, you know, uh, between 50 and 60 dogs, you know, and, and yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And yeah. Funny thing. Funny thing about uh, crypto charity is that it's, it's, it's not always easy to give your money away. A lot of these organizations, the, the mainstream ones, they either ignored us for a month or longer, or they made it sound like they were doing us a favor for accepting our money and they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't give us any bones. It's like, all right, well, I, I will, we'll take it, but we will, we can't like give you any public recognition and we can't, you know, do this or they weren't even going to use it for animals in need right away. They were going to keep it in an account and, and allow it to, you know, develop over four or five years, which, you know, wow. Under, well, look, I can't say that it's like a terrible decision to do with their crypto donations, but as an organization that wanted to make a donation that was going to affect dogs right away, like in the, in the short term, it, it wasn't, it wasn't an acceptable solution. And so mm -hmm. uh, contacting big little life. Um, we, I, I talked to the chief financial officer. They actually started taking crypto donations for the first time, just for us, you know, just, just to take our, our, um, our donation. And so that's cool. I mean, it, it's awesome. Yulina texts me pictures all the time and, you know, I, I, and then I pass them on to our team and uh, put them in the discord or post them on social media and stuff. And so, yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. That's amazing. 
if you had, here's a question for you. If you had, sure. let's say one minute, 30 seconds to explain NFTs to somebody that does not know anything about NFTs, what would you tell them NFTs are? NFTs are digital property. In the past, data, you could copy it, you could send it, you couldn't distinguish the original from the copy. And so uh, making dig something, the concept of digital property could not exist. What NFTs do is they take something like a picture and they say that this is the original. And even if you right click and save it, those will be copies and the original will always exist. And uh, this can be extended to games, items inside games. This can be used for art. Uh, this could be used for financial instruments, um, even your mortgage, uh, any type of document or, or, or something that needs authentication, you know? So digital property is what NFTs are on a, on a, on an immutable ledger at that. So, but if, unless you understand Bitcoin, it's going to be hard to understand NFTs, honestly, right. you know, but, uh, but if you do understand the concept of an immutable ledger and money on that immutable ledger, right. Then uh, it, it's just one step further that now you have data, you know, unique data that has a certificate of ownership, right? That says that this is the this is the original. And then because it's on the blockchain, the they call it provenance, right? Who who owned it in the chain of custody is always clear. So there's never any um, confusion on whether this is a fake or original or who had it is this stolen. You know, it's all on the blockchain, which is amazing and also terrifying you know so <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah it is so wow this was awesome yeah and, thank, uh, thank you so much guys yeah thank this you. is terrific we look forward to uh staying in touch and um we'll definitely keep you updated on our on uh the billionaire links club yeah please please do uh yeah. definitely definitely uh contact and um i'd love to talk to you guys some more thank you so much for having me i, I really appreciate it thank you for letting me ramble on um, I love NFTs. And if I were just to give some closing words to everybody, yeah. I would just say, uh, please do your own research. You know, don't don't FOMO into things, you know, only invest yeah. responsibly with money that you can afford to lose. We don't want to lose it. But in the unfortunate case that that happens, you don't want to be you don't want to be caught in a, in a dangerous situation. So that's all I'd like to say. It's a really exciting time, but you also have to practice uh, responsible trading practices. Thank you. Goodbye, Absolutely. everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Becoming. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.